N-Y-Y-S-T This is New York Yankee Sports Talk yep. Swinging for the fences Knock it out the park This is New York Yankee Sports Talk Woo. Christian and Chris Of course SGR This is New York Yankee Sports Talk Call me New York Yankee Sports Talk uh. Record rain and shine Grab your shades and umbrellas N-Y-Y-S-T You're hanging with the fellas Welcome back. This is episode 265 of the NYYST podcast. We're presented to you by NYY News TV. I'm your host, Christian. As always, joined by my co-host, Chris. You. And we had SGR, and now we don't. We had him. We lost him. Uh, Ryan's dealing with some technical difficulties, which is what happens when you get new technology, is that you think that you eliminate technical difficulties. It's just frustrating. And create... Yeah, and it creates more of them. It's frustrating. We're, you know, we hate having this shit quality. I mean, Christian's been using his fucking iPhone head, headphones for the last three weeks, which isn't terrible, but compared to what we had, and then when we were able to use our actual microphones, I mean, I'm set up here because I have the mixer with me, the soundboard with me, but, but when you guys had to plug into a computer... The computer makes it 10 times worse. So we got to fucking figure it out. This is the last week of shit audio. Let's say that. Of shit quality anything. Uh, We'll figure it out. Um, Last episode, I was dealing with something, and I didn't finish the entire show. And uh, turns out I have fucking COVID. And uh, so we're going to try to get through today's episode uh, with just Chris and I, especially... uh, Ryan's dealing with a little issue, so um, uh, it hasn't been a fun couple of weeks here, uh, you know, so we're just going to try to get through this um, the best that we can. My voice is, is shot, so, uh, and I don't have a lot of oomph in it, so it, if it's coming off low energy, I do, we, we apologize, it's just the best that we can do right now, and instead of, uh, you know, sitting this out, I want to, you know, we want to give you content, we want to give you a new show. We had to delay it a couple of days because, uh, you know, Chris was out of town on Sunday and I was really, really fucked up on, on Sunday night. So we gave it a few days. So we're going to try to get through this as best as we can. It might not be, you know, what you're used to with, you know, an hour, 15 hour and 20 minute show. But, you know, we got a couple of things we want to talk about here and we'll try to get through it as best as we can. Uh, let Chris get the bookkeeping out of the way to start so I can save my voice a little bit. Yeah, but. yeah, yeah. Save your voice, dude. I need you. Okay, I need you. Um, please take a second. Please, one second. I know most of you people right now um, are watching this and our, our listeners, you know, have listened before this premieres. But take please take one second. Head over to Apple Podcasts um, if you listen on there and uh, leave us a five star rating and review. It's extremely important. Subscribe to the show wherever you listen. Uh, if you're watching on MIY News TV on YouTube, please hit the like button. Please subscribe. Um, and uh, and you know most importantly for us because all we want is money. Uh, go to Patreon. Become a patron. We got some good. Uh, Good content coming out, SGR with uh, with some impersonation <laughs> skits. Um, head over to patreon.com slash myyst. Support the show. It's only five bucks. You can pledge more if you'd like. Um, but honestly, we we uh, appreciate all the support thus far. Good. Yeah. We're good. We're good. 
Uh, <clears throat> um, so the log gal continues uh, sometime in between the last time we recorded and today. And like I said, uh, it's been a really crappy couple of weeks here. So I don't have my dates in front of me. Uh, the players and the owners met. Nothing came of it. Um, as was kind of anticipated. So, um, basically we're still sitting in a lockout here. Uh, a little bit of news in that yesterday it did come out that in the middle of a lockout, Carlos Correa switched agents. He's now with Scott Morris. Oh boy. Um, yeah. So I don't oh know how you feel about that. If that, means that the Yankees are now closer or farther away from signing Correa now that he's with Scott Boris. Honestly, I'd have to say, based on history here, I'd have to say closer. No? Who was he with? Well known, I don't know. Well known was, guy. I don't, I don't know who his representation was. Yeah, dude, I'd have to say he's closer at this point. I think, I think, I don't think anyone has a real good relationship outside of his clients with Scott Boris, but I'd say... Out of all the GMs out there, I'd have to think Brian Cashman is is high on that list. The one thing that it it um, it definitely signifies is that he's not going to take a <laughs> team friendly deal anywhere. You know, if you were thinking that you were going to get him at like ten for two eighty or something like that, it's not happening. No. He's looking to now beat uh, Corey Seager, which uh, got three twenty five. He's going to He's not going to sign for a penny less than that. Can, so, can, do you think you can go as far as to say that this move signifies that he's looking to be the highest paid shortstop in all of baseball? Yeah, absolutely. I'm saying is Seager the highest now? I thought Lindor I, still was. Was he? Yeah, Lindor. Yeah, he Lindor is. Uh, Lindor's total value of the contract is. I got to look at what his actual AAV is, but. Uh, I know that he didn't take this deal to not be the highest paid shortstop in this exactly. class. Exactly. And he should be right. I mean, we've said from the beginning, he's the, he, if you're, if you're creating a list of the best shortstops all around that were available, he's number one. It doesn't matter how much you hate the guy. Cause I hate his fucking guts. Right. Um, so if you were hoping that, the walkout was going to end and that somehow the Yankees were going to be able to get a little bit of a bargain on him. He didn't sign with Scott Boris for that to happen. No. So he's going to go out there and I'm going to say, we're going to, we're going to take the low end at three thirties, what this total value of his contract is going to be. Um, to me, it doesn't, I don't, I don't see it meaning one thing or another. The Yankees were either going to sign him or they weren't whoever, it, the fact that he signed with Boris doesn't make me think he's not going to sign any less or he's going to sign any more, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I Look, I, I, like I said, the relationship between Boris and, uh, and Cashman makes me hopeful. But that extra money, that the fact that you know for sure now, there's no, I mean, there's absolutely no um, discount coming with him not that there really would have been anyway but i'd say i'd say at this point like we just said the fact that he's going to be looking for the most money ever i don't know if that makes them further away or closer i'm going to stay optimistic cuz i do think he's their big get um 
And I'm going to say he's going to be a Yankee still. I stuck my neck out, you know, four weeks ago or so, and I'm going to stick with it. Yeah, I mean, I I still got to remain optimistic in the sense that I think the Yankees are going to, uh, what do you call it, sign the guy. I mean, this has been, this has been their biggest area of need and, and they, that they need a shortstop. Uh, and I think we've talked about how I would settle for story in the sense that if you settle, if you, you still improve the team, if you got him. Right. right. So that's like the, that's the bottom line. Like you can't go lower than Trevor's story. Right. But still the guy they need to go out and get is, is Carlos Correa. Correct. Always. I mean, until Carlos Correa isn't on, isn't available anymore, he's still the guy. Anything less is settling. I'm sorry, whether that settling is still with a good player or not, it's still settling. Because, like we've said from the beginning, there's no excuses money-wise. SGR, what's going on? Are you good? No, we cannot. You look good. You look cute. I can, we can hear you very, very low. Um, look, the Yankees have a lot of making up to do at this point. And I think that when they come out of this lockout, they have to make a splash immediately. Do you, do you, I mean, because at this point, if they don't come out and make a splash, this fan base is so down on them to begin with that they need to do something to kind of, shake the fan base up. They we need to see something big. It can't be some bullshit move. And I think Carlos Correa has got to be a realistic option still. I I, I just he, I just don't see how he isn't. Well, yeah, I mean I I but the Yankees have Yankees are going to I don't see where the Yankees are in a position to try to convince you that they don't have any money. Right. They have they have money. I mean, we all know this. That's been established. So, um, the Yankees have two positions on the in the infield that need to be addressed. I mean, there's no other way about it. If you want to not do anything in the outfield, you want to not do anything at catcher. You want to go a cheaper route to fill out the rotation, whatever. But you have to improve first base and shortstop. You can't go in to this season with internal options or going with stop gaps at those two positions. It's just too vital. And we've seen how uh, hurt the Yankees were last year by not having uh, quality options at those positions. And even though Anthony Rizzo played, what, 40 games here, you saw what a massive jump it was having a guy like Rizzo at first base for 39, 40 Can we agree, though, that we're not worried about first? Like, can we agree if the Yankees are going to do anything right, it's going to be that Luke Voigt is not going to be our first baseman? Well, I would until Luke Voigt's not on this team anymore, I don't know that they will do the right thing. But let me ask you a question. Let's say that fucking Stanton is out there working his ass off, getting in the best shape he possibly can as far as playing outfield is concerned and the Yankees feel like it's going to open up that designated hitter spot. And maybe they want to keep no. Luke Voigt on, on the show. He has to, 
he has to go. Why? You think you think it's too toxic? You think that, or you just think that he can't even be an option at this point? I don't want him on the team anymore. Number one, he's injury prone. Yeah, okay? but, but, but I think you're not being fair enough because he has been good. Uh, so now you're, what you're going to do is be like this freaking kid that was telling me the other day that I, miss, that, that I mistook being injured for being bad at baseball because Luke Voigt no. has the third highest WRC plus in base, in, um, or whatever it was, among first basemen or, or whatever since 2018. What do you fucking do? What does Luke Voigt get paid to do? Does he get paid to hit, hit the baseball or play first base? No. He gets paid, I understand he gets paid to do both, but he's atrocious. He is, he is terrible at first base. Like, really terrible to the point where you would have to say that the Yankees are minus. It's a minus position for them no. by having him out there. I disagree with you. I'm not saying he's good. I'm not saying, but I'm going to say he's not that bad. And no, here's he's my a minus point. out there. He's a minus out there. But here's my point. You put him at DH, and he's not, he's not as injury prone. And my other point is, is that you're not fully relying on him. G's still going to need a lot of time at DH, so you're still going to need a decent backup outfielder out there, and you're not relying on him to play first it's base. Mu- yeah, but it's still too much of the same. It's still more right-handed power that you don't that you don't need. I'm not disagreeing with you. All I'm saying is my my focus. I'd rather be a little bit. I'd rather be a little bit more versatile in in a situation like that. If you're going to still split Stanton in, at in left and um, in DH, you know, trade Voight and, bring, you know, bring in a different type of bat. Bring in a lefty. Bring in a switch hitter. I'm not disagreeing with you. My only point is that my focus is not so much on getting rid of Luke Voigt as it is getting a first baseman. Yeah, and until he's gone, you can't, I can't trust this team to not play him at first base. I can't trust. You know what? If it meant trading... Trading DJ LeMayu meant that you wouldn't have to worry about him playing first base. I might be open to that as well. Oh, you're out of your fucking mind. I don't. Tr- do you trust this team? No, I don't trust this team with anything, but I certainly exactly. don't. I trust them a lot less without DJ LeMayu in the lineup. I don't give a fuck where he's playing. Uh, DJ LeMayu at first base is a better option than someone else at first base and him not on the team. No. You're out of your fucking mind. You'd ra- so you rather have DJ Lemay you play first base than not be on the team at all? Absolutely. I would take you know, over. We talk about Anthony- all the all the recency bias in, in <laughs> Yankee universe. I mean, you're you're exemplifying it at its at its finest it right has, now. No, oh, it just has the fact that you can go and get a Freddie Freeman or um, the hell is the guy's name. I have COVID brain. What time I have COVID name? brain too because I definitely have it again. My whole household has it. Uh, uh, right now, so what the hell is his name? The guy everybody I know from the A's, uh, Olsen. Olsen, you can go out and get one of these guys. These are two, probably the two best first basemen in, in baseball. Yeah, yeah. And you, you know, I'm what? just saying it's not worth it to me to it, get rid of fucking DJ LeMayu, man. You forget how good this guy is. I don't. All I forget is uh, what I don't. What I didn't forget is how average he is at first base. Again. Why are we why are we playing these types of games? DJ LeMay, you should not be playing first base. Hold on, I thought year. I thought first base was such an arbitrary position that anyone could play there. So why are when we? Did you hear me? When did you hear me say that? Is Creed having a fucking panic attack next to you? He's sleeping. The fuck is that noise? 
My daughter spilled something on this table. Oh, that's what you're doing. It's bothering me because it's oh like right God. in front of me. I think you're. I think you're absolutely. I think you have absolute COVID brain. I think I'm gonna just just gonna assume that that's what this is. And maybe you can look back on this episode next week and realize how dumb you sound. No, that what I you'd said rather was, not have DJ LeMayu in this lineup than the Yankees have to play him at first base this year. Yeah, that's crazy. That's a dumb statement. It's not a dumb statement. It's a very dumb. It's a, it's, it's a very it's dumb a, statement. You sound like a fucking. You sound like a sixteen-year-old kid who never got to really witness anything. Probably hasn't even watched a game and only looks at baseball. You know reference. what that? You know what that statement is, asshole. It's a statement of somebody who's watched the way his team's operated over the last ten years, and I don't fucking trust them to do what, what's right. So they'll well, do. I don't think. Convenient the, I don't them. trust them at all. I don't trust them with anything. But so let's. But we have to stay optimistic, one. And two, we can't make statements like, I'd rather have Freeman I said I w- than DJ LeMayu had to play first and have him on this what? team. What? Freddie Freeman's better than DJ LeMayu. Come on, dude. So, hold on. We're talking about building... A, we're talking LeMayu. about... Hold on. We're talking about building a World Series team. Right. When you get rid of DJ LeMayu for Freddie Freeman, all you're doing is just... Improving, yeah, barely. First of all, Not barely, yeah, yeah, barely for what this team needs. Absolutely, mm-hmm. Freddie Freeman only builds this team even more because we have guys, a guy like DJ LeMayu in this lineup already. Well, convince me that the Yankees won't do something stupid. I can't do that. Well, then there you go. I can't do. It. Okay, so official statement from you: You think DJ LeMayu sucks? You don't want him in pinstripes anymore? That's absolutely not what I said. Official statement. But I'm tweeting want, it. I mean, if, yeah, go ahead. If that's what you want to tweet, you can go ahead and say that. It's false. It's fake news. Fake. It's huge. I said I would consider trading if it meant I didn't have to play him at first base. Asinine statement. I love the word asinine, and that is a prime example of an asinine well, you know statement. Well, you know what, dude? When the Yankees start acting like a... a, a a franchise that actually wants to win a World Series, maybe the fans won't have to think about wanting to trade players they don't want to trade just to have the team built in a in a proper context. So, if you had to just give a an educated guess on when the Yankees, when baseball will start, based on the timeline right now, based on how slow negotiations are going and how poor they're going. If you had to make an educated guess, are we missing part of this season? I don't know. People seem to think we are, but I don't. I don't think so. Is that not the, the most disgusting thing you've ever heard? Yeah, I mean, especially after the way things have shaken out the last two years with no with sixty games, no fans, and then last year uh, there was COVID restrictions in ballparks. There was not capacity. You know, the owners lost money. There's no way about it. Players lost money in 2020. You know, they're gonna. They, wouldn't they want to come to some sort of agreement to to not miss any type of revenue streams? Like that's how I would think about it. You know what I don't like that the owners do, and I'm not a guy who's just. Uh, there's so many people out there who just hate the owners, and think it's just because they have all the money that they're evil. I don't feel that way. 
But my biggest issue with the owners is that when, whenever they seem to be negotiating something serious with the players, the players will come out something high and ridiculous, right? And the counter offer from the owners is never even just a little nudge closer to where the players want to be. They just come back with the same number always. I feel like this happened so many different times and now we're seeing it again with the luxury tax stuff. And it's like both sides have to budge a little here. You're going to negotiation isn't about one person winning. It's about two people losing. If you want if it, if if you're really in a good compromise, a fair nego- negotiation, that means both of you are losing something a little bit from what you really want. And it's like the owners never want to sacrifice that. And I think they're making a huge mistake if they if they continue the way they're doing things, this strategy. It's not effective. Well, you know, <clears throat> and that's the way negotiations work is that people try to win. You know, you don't want to give in. Yeah, but that's so what I'm, that's, but that's what I'm, that's a, that's a toxic nego- negotiation. No one, they don't care though. That's the whole thing. Then, then why do so, we, then why do we so much? Because we're the assholes. We're the, we're the paying customers, you know? I it's mean, you just want to walk, you want to walk away from it because, you know, baseball players and owners can't agree on money. I mean, you know, for me, I don't watch anything else, man. I, I put all my eggs in one basket when it comes to the Yankees. And to not have, even just to be a little delayed. I mean, the COVID season with only 60 games sucked for me. That meant I only had 60 games of any sport that I truly cared about watching. And it's just, it's frustrating because I'm not some fucking little kid anymore waiting for the Yankees to win a World Series. I'm a fucking grown-ass man with a family who still sits there and watches this team, and they can't even come to a fucking nego- negotiation, come to a settle, uh, an agreement to get this season off in time, assuming that they don't. Can you hear me? I can hear you. It's definitely coming through your uh, phone, though. Okay. Oh, maybe not. Talk again. Hello? Yeah, no, it's definitely phone. It's phone? Yeah. It's phone. So, yeah, man, I I don't know. I don't know how to feel. I don't know. I feel like there's just not enough news coming out on it because, because it just seems to have set dates of when they're going to meet, when they're going to negotiate. Don't you feel like at this point it should be more of a fluid thing? Like that they're in talks trying to get something done daily? Do we ever get to that point or can it not get to that point? We're not. um, I'm sure it will when we start getting a little bit closer when these teams are getting supposed to report for spring training. You know, we're still about like three weeks away from that. so Which isn't a lot of time. No, it's not, but in their minds, uh, they can still play chicken with each other. And what's better? Name something better than the anticipation of your team reporting to spring training for pitchers and catchers. And to not know we definitely have that is, it's fucking, it sucks. I mean, one of the things that came out of the last time they met was the players want 245 on the tax and the owners want 214, uh, which is what, a full which from the owner's perspective is up, what, $4 million from this year? So it's barely anything. Um, 
I think it was supposed to come in at 214 regardless of negotiations. I thought <clears throat> that was the projected um that was the projected luxury tax anyway. And that's why the owners are sticking to it. That's why I made the point before that the owners, you know, the players might come in with something ridiculous, but the owners don't even budge. They come in and just it's just like no it, I don't think 245 is is ridiculous. Oh, I think it's kind of ridiculous. It, it's a little. If the projected luxury tax is two fourteen, I think maybe two thirty is good. Why can't 245. we two forty? Two forty because two forty five is fine. And what? I I have no problem with. Uh, it's not like they were asking okay two forty five, but uh, we also are in the fight to get major minor league players more money, right? And housing and all that stuff, right? No one thinks about this shit. That's all in part of, that's being agreed upon. That's all. But that's my point. That's my point. It's not just this. The team. owners have the money. They have. The oh money my to do god! This. I hate that fucking argument. I hate it. I absolutely hate it. We're not talking about building a team, just our team, right now, to win a World Series. What we're talking about now is the whole business, every single team. So now, just because the owners have it, the players fucking deserve it. And they're supposed to fucking drop their pants for minor league baseball players. If you don't get paid enough to play minor league baseball, go do something else. And you, first of all, part of my, I'm not totally against uh, the owners on the way that the minor league players are treated. Number one, because a lot, because if you really do pay attention to, to this, the rank and file of the minor leaguers are pretty well taken care of. If you really think about it, mm-hmm. you know, all these guys that are top international signings, you know, high draft picks, guys that are signed, you know, they get, they're, they're, they're doing okay. The guys that are not doing okay are guys that are, you know, how many, you know, how many minor league baseball players are there? <clears throat> how many minor league A baseball lot. players? Yeah. And that they, they have absolutely no chance whatsoever of making a major league baseball team. A, a vast majority of them. Those are the guys that are hurting. And for those guys, you know, yeah, it sucks. But if you want to chase your dream, these are sacrifices that you have to make. If you're not drafted, if you're not a high international signing, the team's not giving you a signing bonus, and you want to play major league, you want to play minor league baseball, yeah, would it be nice that you're not treated like it's the fucking fire festival? Yeah, it would be nice. But at the same time, <laughs> You, you have to you have to realize that you got to make sacrifices in life if you want to chase a dream. You know, if you can't support a family on you know what a minor league baseball player makes, and you're not Anthony Volpe, maybe it's time to do something else too. Sure, know? sure. And I and it, it does it make me sound like an asshole saying that? No, probably. No, probably. To some people, it does. Uh, some people, it does. But. It's not like, look, it's not like these guys have a gun to their head to go and do what they need to do to be, to fulfill their dreams. The owners have the money to improve the conditions for the minor league baseball players and they should, but at the same time, like you shouldn't be, uh, expecting to have, uh, you know, if you're like a third string catcher for like a low a ball team, you know, you bat 162, like you shouldn't be making, uh, you know, life-changing money. That's just my opinion, too. Yeah. You want to play baseball? You want to make twenty, thirty thousand dollars $30,000 for the summer to play baseball? 
you know, you want to eat grilled cheese sandwiches? Fine, do it. You're 20, you know, you're a young guy, whatever. Fine, go ahead and do it. You know, but, you know, you go on Instagram and you, you, you know, your wheat bread and your slice of cheese and your tomato and be like, oh, I had to sleep on a cot last night. It sucks. But at the same time, like, you really think that, like, the Yankees are letting Anthony Volpe sleep on a fucking cot? Probably not. But guess what? There's a reason for that, right? There's a reason. It's called having more skill. Okay. And there's, there comes a point when you're one of these guys who, you know, statistically doesn't really have much of a shot where you have to look yourself in the mirror and say, what I'm going through, is it worth it? Or do I realistically not really have a chance to fulfill my dreams at this point? That's I mean, on you're not you. Every, not everybody's fucking Rudy, you know? That's it, man. Not very, very rare to have a Rudy. I don't think, and, you know, I don't think Rudy's exist anymore. I don't want to shit on anybody's dreams. That's if you want to go for it and be a one, two billion chance that you're going to be that guy that comes from that place and makes it to the big leagues. Live your fucking dream, dude. Who am I to tell you that, that you're not, but you're going to have to sacrifice for it. Absolutely. SGR, we got an update from you. I think I'm good. How do I sound? You sound good. Yeah. So the, what I just went to my laptop. So the, the visual is not the greatest, but. No, you good. look good. You look good. You sound good. Yeah, I got Whitey on the top here. I got Whitey Ford above my head. Nice. It is pretty wild, though, looking at the average salary of a minor leaguer. Do you guys ha- want to take any guesses according to 2021? Well, um, it? it's so Bet- di- It's between two very small numbers. Between 10 and 17,000? Very close. Eight, eight and 14. 8,000 and 14,000. I mean, that's, that's a bit ridiculous. For- Why? Because that's not really livable. I understand it shouldn't. They shouldn't be afforded the luxuries of a major leaguer, whether it's the food that they're getting, the transportation. But they should at least be at a level where you know they're making enough money to live, and they so you know don't need a second job. Okay, job. so here's my here's my solution at this point, and it's not to take the minor leaguers and give them more money just to throw it out there so that they can make a living. My solution is cut the fat. We need to cut the fat because that's that's, yeah, they did. No, I know they did, but it's gotta be, it's obviously gotta be more. Maybe those numbers are still have to catch up with where we're at now, but you're ruining minor league baseball. There's a whole section of people that are still, upset over all these teams that were lost a couple of years ago. Let me ago. ask you a question. Why do they only make 14,000? Well, it's based probably off of the revenue shares. Right. I'm guessing it's the money that's being generated. Right. Again, because these guys that are making $14,000 are not any good. So, so if you don't want to cut the fat anymore, fine. Raise the minimum uh, salary on minor leaguers. To give them a livable wage, but then don't sit here and tell me that the owners also should raise the luxury tax to two forty five and be okay with it. This is a business. This is their money. I don't care how much of it they have, it still has to be reasonable. Where what are the players doing? Tell me what the players are doing then. And I'm not taking sides. Trust me, if I'm gonna take sides, it's gonna be with the players over the owners. Okay? But in this argument alone. I think I think we lose our grounding 
when we just all of a sudden say, yes, the owners have it, and here we go, they should give up everything. Because guess what? If they're starting to do that, they're not going to be able to put a better team on the field to give their fans what they want. Now, if we're talking about a one specific team like the Yankees, given the cir- circumstances of where they are and and what they need to do at this point in context, then, yeah, I'm going to say, fuck you, you have it, Hal, let's go. But in, <coughs> excuse me. in general, I can't sit here and be okay with that. So how many teams are going to fold if they up the uh, luxury tax to 245? How many teams are going to not be able to operate anymore? Are we... <coughs> Oh man, I got the Rony. Are we uh, keeping the minor leaguers at eight between eight and fourteen thousand a year? Oh, now if we if we give them a, like a five ten thousand dollar bump, now what? Half the league is going to go out of business. Um, possibly. Uh, or or it's not that they'll go out of business, Christian. It's that it's not going to be worth it for them, and they're not going to be able to sign the guys that maybe they once could. Oh, because they won't pass that on to the consumer. <sighs> for someone who's so intelligent, I honestly, I think COVID really got to your brain. No, no, it's not COVID because this is what everybody's arguing. Like, oh, you know, this is what I get into an argument with somebody today. What the fuck do you care how much money the Yankees spend on on a fucking shortstop? Do you think it's going to be any cheaper to go to a baseball game this year? Hold on. If Andrelton Simmons is playing shortstop as opposed to Carlos Correa? I'm going to teach you something about human beings, okay? Especially when it comes to money. When you have a certain amount, you never reluct- you never willingly give that up. Okay? Think about yourself as, as an owner of a business. Take away baseball for a second. And you're sitting there and you're being told now, after making your business just made a million dollars last year, it's the best year that you've ever had financially. You're, you're, you, got it, you upgraded your house. Your family's comfortable. You're living well. Right, you're employing great people who have a job, and and can make a living, and then you're told that you have to pay those employees X amount more, even if it's you know ten dollars more an hour. Why, as a business owner, why would you sit there and say, okay, I can lose that money? No, you're gonna sit there and say, I need to make this up somewhere else. Exactly, which is what I just fucking said to you. So up the prices of. They're going to pass that on to the consumer. Okay, so you're okay with that? Because I promise you 80% of the people fighting for all of this will then start care. complaining about ticket prices going up and okay. pretzels and hot dogs and all that, which are already through the roof. Okay. So you'd rather... No, I... No, no. Listen, shut up for a second. So you'd rather pay $13 for a beer and have Andrew Simmons play shortstop than pay $17 for a beer and have Carlos Correa play shortstop. I've taken the latter all day. Okay, so what are we really talking about here? Do we get a free medium Pepsi? And and, and I'm going to tell you something, and I'm going to tell you something right now. Are you going to get a discount if the Yankees sign Anderson Simmons? No. Is is Chicken Buckets going to go down to $16 next year? No, if anything, they'll stay the same. Exactly. So what do you care how much money the Yankees put into the fucking payroll? No, I don't. I'm just trying to speak as 
someone within and not just sit here and say they have the money, they should do it. Sure, they do. But it's also, like I said, a business. When you sit there and you're making X amount a year, you're not just going to willingly give up that money and be okay with it, nor should you be. You're a fucking fool if you do that. So if you sit there, if you sit there and say, yeah, I made a billion dollars last year, but this year I'm okay with making 500 million. You're a fucking fool. I don't care what the number is. I don't care what the figure is because that's just idiotic. So charge more for beer. Fine. That's fine. If they're going to do that, I'm cool. You think think I care? No, I don't either. As long as we can make a realistic argument that it's going to come, it's going to come somewhere. Everybody's complaining about no. oh money, money. Shut, shut up about money. Yeah. If you, to, if you don't, if you don't want to spend the money, don't go to the fucking game. One hundred percent. I'm agreeing with you. But, I, at the, but at the same time, like, do you really think that you're going to get a discount? No, no. But you just said don't care about it. So why would I even expect a discount? Whoa, COVID. Yeah, you think that you're going to get a discount if the Yankees sign cheap players? Like, like oh. I, Oh, I can take I can take my kid to the game now because the Yankees only spent ten million dollars on a shortstop. No, all, all it's going to do yeah. is make them cheaper because we're still going to show up. They're going to make even more money for signing a lesser of a player, and then they're just going to keep going. It's like a vicious cycle. You should demand more from the team that you root for. One hundred percent. I mean, and if it comes out, and if it comes out of your pocket, it comes out of your pocket. If you don't want it to come out of your pocket, then stay home. Then stay home, and that's fine too. All all I'm saying is we need to have realistic conversations when it comes to this. That we're not just going to sit here and we shouldn't just expect owners just because they have all this fucking money to just say, "Yeah, I'm cool with this," and "Yeah, I'm cool with that," because you wouldn't do it. And if you would, you're a fucking really bad business person. So. As long as we can sit here and say, yeah, it's going to come, it, they're going to make up for it somewhere, and it's probably going to be in our, out of our pockets. Hey, you know then what? Cool. The, customer always, the customer always pays in the end. Absolutely. I think that's, uh, that's a given. I think that's a given. You want, I mean, you want to charge $10 for hot dogs? I don't really give a shit. I think they do anyway. What I, I think, whatever. So charge 15 I don't care, is what the point is. Just win me a World Series. What do you go to a Yankee game for to be to 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 spend uh, you know to to buy cheap hot dogs or to watch a winning baseball team? I don't remember because I haven't been there since 2019. Isn't that sad? I haven't been there in a long time. I haven't been there in two fucking years, man. Crazy. I need I to get last, to a game. I went. I went once last year. You went once last year. What your your normal game that you and wifey go to? No, we weren't allowed in in April. Oh, my God. It wasn't until May that they lifted the, uh, some of the restrictions. And now the season wouldn't even start probably till May. So. Okay. So, let's see here. Minor league affiliation. I'm trying to look at, because really it comes down to they did cut a lot of the league I get, uh, from uh, – I don't know how many teams they cut, but they cut a good amount. But maybe they need to cut a whole friggin' league. Maybe single A just there you gotta go, go, dude. That's what I'm talking. That's what I'm talking about. Like this tweet I just got. I said, if the Yankees sign Anderson Simmons to play shortstop instead of Cray, do you think your chicken bucket is going to cost sixteen fifty instead of twenty three dollars? And this guy replies, "Not sure. I won't be attending any games. Stay the fuck home, <laughs> then. Stay mm-hmm. home. Love it." You don't want to go if you don't want to go and shell out the money, then stay home. That's it, man. Couldn't agree more. 
Um, I don't get enjoyment out of watching mediocre players play for the teams I root for. I don't. I'm sorry. Everybody likes a scrappy underdog. Yeah, fine. You know, the Andrew Velasquez story is cute for two weeks. It's not something that I that I look forward to over the course of an entire season, you know? Just like you're, you know, people still with this Didi Gregorius shit. We got to get over the fact that Didi Gregorius is not playing for the Yankees anymore. He was statistically the worst shortstop in baseball last year. Is he even still a Philly? Yeah. Or is this affiliated? Guy, he's affiliated. You know, yeah. just because the Yankees got lucky, you know, just because the Yankees got lucky taking a flyer on Didi Gregorius at the end of the 2014 season doesn't mean we need to go take more flyers on more players now. People don't take things into context of when they happen. You know, what? where the Yankees were as a franchise after Derek Jeter retired compared to 2022, it's like apples and fucking chocolate cake. You can't compare the two things. They're two totally different realms. Like, you know, the Yankees were, were this dying old team. Like, they were, you know, you wanted to take a, a shot on an unknown in Didi Gregorius after, after, you know, the, one of the most legendary players in his franchise history retired and, and, and see if he could stick. Go for it. But now, in 2022, when we're now two years, two, past when we were told we were ready to win a fucking World Series, okay, you wasted two years of Garrett Cole. You wasted pretty much all of Aaron Judge. Now you want to go and take more fucking shortcuts? Yeah, I more. couldn't agree with you more. This is what I don't get from this, some from people in this fan base. Like, oh, I'll wait, or let's go get this guy. I know he's not as good, but let's. But he's not. He's a, why? Why are there portions of this fan base that continually want to not eliminate question marks on this team that are okay with well? He doesn't call. What do you care what the cost is? What do you care? Because people don't understand, and I've said this before, that every decision made is a trade-off. That there's... Oh, Carlos Correa is an asshole. Okay, Roger Clemens is an asshole too. How many World Series did we win with him? Yeah. Yeah. Okay? So, and I know Carlos Correa doesn't guarantee the Yankees anything, but doesn't it guarantee you less of question marks in this lineup? Isn't that yeah, what the point defensively is? Defensively as well. Not only does it eliminate question marks, it you have a positive net gain there, like by a lot. Not only are you getting a position, a guy in a position that you absolutely need, he's one of the best in the game. So let's not downplay that either. It's not like we're just filling in a a you know serviceable shortstop that's you know going to do his job here. We're filling in that that question mark with a with an elite shortstop that win knows how to win and that's a huge you know, then, deal you know and then it's um anthony volpe just got named a 10th uh ranked prospect in major league baseball mm-hmm. oh wow great who fuck what's honestly? his rank in major league baseball dude that's that's pretty awesome that the yankees have a top 10 prospect in their that's, system i understand yeah. that you don't you know they're they're not major league ready but to have that is a is a Valid, how many home runs is he gonna, piece. How many home runs is he going to hit for the Yankees this year? Probably zero. I don't. Yeah, it's like I, probably yeah. He probably won't play. If, for he, the if he hits this more year. than zero, we we've yeah. we've really failed as a franchise. 
you know, we just, we got to see, we got to wait and see. And uh, if he's ready, then uh, we'll call him up. And, uh, you know, we're going to jag him, volpe, volpe, volpe. I don't know. There's, man. A, there's a problem mm. if Anthony Volpe plays for the Yankees this year. Absolutely. Because yeah, that, that means they happen. didn't, they, because first of all, that means they didn't sign anybody to play shortstop. Or they just got hurt. Yeah, or they're depleted. And it's a last resort. Look, I said it. I, whenever I said it, I said it. Like, yeah, I want Anthony Volpe to be a fucking star for this team. But he's probably going to start the season at double A. You expect yeah, him to be in the major sure. leagues this year? No, and I think we talk about no. we talk about the Yankees' issues with nurturing players. Mm, that's a big you. that's a big issue because the Yankees are are they're very conservative when it comes to bringing a guy up too soon. You want to talk about too soon? This kid comes up and gets his ass handed to him. That could really change the the course of his of the rest of his career. Did they're they not going to come up that. together. Did, no, our judge came up with Austin. And I guess Sanders yeah, they both the hit home prior. runs in their first in their debuts. See, I could see them if they hold on to Volpe, they're going to do something similar with him and Dominguez, where they'll both get the call at that same no, time. No, because Dominguez is they're lined up. No, they're not. Nah, Dominguez is a year of one another. No, Dominguez is is at least a year Head. or two behind. Behind? Yeah, remember yeah. he's an international yeah, player, so, so they, they signed true. him at like twelve. I don't know. I could. Yeah, that's true. But you look at Soto, man. Soto's so friggin' young doing it. Right now, so you, you you don't know these players are starting a little younger. He's not he's not as close as uh, <clears throat> as Volpe is. Yeah, that'd be cool though. Yeah, but again, and this is what I don't understand. Like, you know, I need these people to to explain to me that when are the Yankees allowed to spend money? Like, when is that okay? You know, were you mad that they signed Garrett Cole? Would you rather have taken Garrett Cole's contract and signed three mediocre pitchers? No, absolutely not. Are we going to now, at the end of this season, be like, oh, let's let Aaron Judge walk because it's going to cost the Yankees $250 million because Dominguez will be ready in three years? Uh, Absolutely not. I mean, when is it okay to spend the money then? When it's for I mean, the player that you want. But what? At some point, you have to look at it and say, "Do I want to? Do I want to win, or do I? Or or am I just gonna be okay with waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting?" Well, I think it's a difference of not. Do you want to win? Is it do you want to do whatever it takes to win? Do you want to put your chips all in? And it doesn't it seems like the Yankees are very hesitant. They're kind but, of half in, half out. They right. have to and, figure out that identity of what they and that's, truly want. And that's do. an organizational problem. That shouldn't mm-hmm. be a fan's problem. As a fan, you should want this team all in all the time. Yeah, I I think so. They have to be. Like we said, the only time that we were going to sit back and say, okay, I'm willing to be patient at this point was in 20, what was it, 2016. That was it. And, and, and after that, especially w- with the way this team's trending, it's the complete opposite now. Now, it's, now you better fucking be all in. You have like to you be. You can't. Like Brian Cashman was the one that said how important shortstop was. And then you're not going to sign one of these premier free agents? You can't. We'll see. There's still 
still time to figure that part out. And, you know, they're signing these international shortstops, so they're stocking up at that position. What was it? They have the most shortstops that they've ever had in their organization, yet they don't have any that are MLB ready. Yeah, uh, they signed a top uh, international free agent uh, over the weekend, a shortstop. Two of them, two of them over there. Yeah. I mean, at that age, uh, you're going to get a lot of shortstops because they're usually the best athletes on the team. Doesn't mean that they're they're always going to be shortstops. Um, right. I mean, it's always good to add talent like that. Again, what does it mean? These kids are 16 years old. Uh, it means nothing, honestly. It's all pipe dream, man. Anything that you can tell me that a prospect is going to be is is literally. It's just it's equivalent to describing something that just doesn't exist or having expectations that are rooted in nothing because I don't care how good you are in the minor leagues. If you haven't played a single second in the major leagues and proven anything, you, your talent in the minor leagues means nothing. Can we sit here and say that you have a lot of pressure on you to fulfill the shoes of, of what scouts have said you can accomplish here? Sure. But we don't know ever how a player is going to translate once they get up to the big leagues. You know what, you know what Anthony Volpe's biggest problem is in terms of me not wanting to wait for him is that the Yankees have so many other holes on this team. If the Yankees, if Gary Sanchez was what we thought he was going to be, right? If the Yankees had locked up first base, you know, they had already gotten Freeman or gotten Olsen. If third base, wasn't third base is even a question mark. You know, did Gio is Gio yeah. regressed now to being, you know, more closer to what he was in Cleveland, you know, as opposed to what we saw in, in 18 and 19. Um, you know, there's questions in the outfield. You know, if the Yankees had a lot of that shit taken care of and really the only need per se was them needing a shortstop this year. And he wanted to say, Oh, we'll just play whoever and you know we can give Volpe the job in in 2023. You might be looking at it differently, but you can't look at it like that when the Yankees have all these other holes and you have players available at that position to fill the holes. I can't I again, we're on the same page on this uh, and I'm adamant about it, especially <laughs> like you said. If this team was in a different position right now, if we had maybe won a World Series a couple years ago, if, if even if not that, if the guys who were who are question marks right now, like you said, weren't question marks, if we had the ability to wait, if we weren't sitting here wasting away prime years of Garrett Cole, Aaron Judge, Giancarlo Stanton, DJ LeMayu, all these guys are in their prime right now. And we need to capitalize now because we've seen each and every year that a baseball player's prime seems to end sooner and sooner. Mm-hmm. Did you see that Sylvester, Sylvester Stallone has a TikTok? And he looks hey. so fake that I honestly hey, thought know, it was someone doing a deep fake. I got to do the new trends, okay? I got to do the dance. <laughs> He's uh, got a lot of work done. Okay, yeah, my brother. Think? What's his brother's name? Frank. 
Frank Stallone. Do you ever see that Norm Macdonald recurring joke on Weekend Update, Christian, with Frank Stallone? Yeah. That's funny. There's actually a really good documentary on uh, Frank Stallone on Amazon Prime. Sweet. I'll check it out after this. No, you're not. I'm not going to watch it. <laughs> it was actually pretty good, though. Okay. Uh, it's All right. Yeah. Okay. okay. Was cool. it as good? Was it as good as Uncut Gems? Okay. I loved Uncut as, Gems, man. You, you, I was a star. I was, I was a superstar. Okay. Co-star Adam Sandler. That's what he would that say mo- on on the radio. He's like, "Yeah, my co-star." <laughs> that movie, that movie, will give you anxiety. Yeah, it is one of those anxiety-induced films. I loved Uncut Gems. Yeah, it was good. So. um I don't know. What were we talking about? I don't know. Bulpies. I just, I, dude, I can't fucking wait for this lockout to be over. I'm so sick of this bullshit. When or if? It's not ending. Strike. You think so? There's not going to be a strike because they'll just keep them locked out. Yeah. I wouldn't, it wouldn't put it past me. I, there's a level of stubbornness that we aren't even aware of between both of these sides right now. And I, I really see it being a very, very tough negotiation going. Yeah. Forward. But I still, it's, at the end of the day, I still think when it comes down to when these sides are going to start losing money, somebody's going right. to put the, put the big think. boy pants on. I know, but I still think they're still going to be like, no, fuck it. Until we get what we want, we're not budging. And they're both sides are just going to keep waiting. Keep, Why? keep playing chicken until there's not a season. Well, I know a lot of people were blaming Manfred, but Manfred works for the owners. This is what the owners yeah, he's want. He's hired by the owners. You know, he's a he's terrible at what he at his job, except for that he does what the owners want him to do. So, I mean, he's terrible from our perspective. But the people that hired him, he's Great. he's doing what they want him to do. Mm-hmm. So, um. I still think that when push comes to shove, we'll have baseball on time. I can't, I can't imagine, honestly, I can't imagine that after the last two years being compromised the way they were, they're going to willingly give up revenue. I know. If we didn't come off of the pandemic, if this was just like, let's say this, we were pre pandemic, like this was 2017, 2018 and, and, now, like, let's say this was 2019. You want to tell me that we're going to miss time? Yeah, I'd be like, yeah, they're probably going to fuck with each other and do it. But because we had 2020 and 2021, you know, how much more money? You know, the owners want to cry that they don't have money to do this, they don't have money to do that. And then you're going to keep the players locked out where you can't play and you can't bring fans into the stadiums and make money? Who does it hurt more? Us. Yeah, well, obviously. Yeah, that's us, a good question. Hurts us by far the most. I mean, I guess collectively there are more players, so you would say that it hurts the, the players. The players. I mean, look, here's a great the example. owners are billionaires. So. Here's a great argument against the owners have too much money, blah, 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 right? Here's why that's not true. Here's why the players are also to blame in this. In not Actually, I don't even want to blame anyone. I wouldn't even say blame. I'll just say that here's why... It's not a matter of the owners have so much money, they should be the ones negotiating. Because if the players weren't getting paid way too much, they couldn't they couldn't risk not starting the season on time. But it's clear that both sides have the same leverage right now. That they'll sit back and not even start the season on time, and they both seem to be okay with it. 
And we have to sit here and say who loses out more. If the players were underpaid or not paid fairly, this wouldn't even be a question. The players would drop their pants and say, okay, let's just do it because I can't afford to not start the season on time. They're not saying that. So maybe it's both of them need to realize that maybe things need to be negotiated to a certain point, but both sides, the owners have way too much money and so do the players. And that's it. And they should really be thinking about their teammates who aren't getting paid as much. Really, if you want to think about that. And and the owners should be thinking about what kind of culture they want in the clubhouse. Because if I have an owner who's sitting there and, and one of the guys who's just really not willing to, to put me on the field and help me support my family and my lifestyle, then I'm not going to be as motivated to play for that guy. So there's a lot to lose on both sides, I think. And, I just don't think like that. Because where are they going to go? Who... What owner right now would would lead you to think that, oh, this guy loves players and wants us to – they're all locked out. You can't go anywhere. It's not – no, it's not about going somewhere. It's about the motivation you have and, and – They're motivated for and themselves. manifesting that on the field. That's not yeah, true. You never, you never worked for a shitty owner? Yeah, and I worked hard still. But I was okay. Of, personal gratification okay was it was it fun was it enjoyable work get it showing up to work every day but that's the whole thing i had opportunities to go and do other other things you're a major league baseball player you have 30 other owners that are doing the same fucking thing to you where are you gonna go you want to go bag groceries then go fucking bag groceries well you can make the argument that that makes my point even stronger that they're forced to stay where they are and 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 maybe not they're willing not forced to do anything. And you want to be a major league baseball player. This is what it is. All I'm saying is you don't want to ruin that culture as an owner either. I mean, you want to you want to come out and at least be have it be heard that you were one of the voices that were kind of pushing yeah, okay. to negotiate. They're not. Oh. Yeah. Well then. Well then. Well then. That's why we're where we're at because <laughs> because the owners are a bunch of fucking assholes and the players are overpaid prima donnas who think they deserve the world, right? And that I think that's fair. The owners are greedy yeah. fucking assholes, no doubt about it, and the players are overpaid prima donnas who get paid to play a play a game for a living. So who should mm-hmm. make the money then? Us. There's billions of dollars coming in. The owners should make the the money. No, absolutely not. Players, our players overpaid. Then, (coughs) just in in general in life. Yeah, in life. What do you want? Okay, so why don't hold on? Let me ask you a question. Hold on. Let me ask you a question again. Hold on. Let me ask you a question. How come? Why doesn't Carlos Correa pack it up? And why doesn't he just go uh, work to own a team? Why doesn't he buy a team? Where's he getting the money from? Oh, I don't know. Where? He doesn't have the money, right? That's why he's fucking playing. He does not have the money. What are you getting at here? So, so my, what I'm saying is, does he, if he doesn't have the money to own the team, is he to sit, is he, what's the fucking word I'm looking for? Is he justified to sit there and say that he deserves more of the owner's money? He's just why not just if, if if you just think it's so easy to be an owner and that you should they should give away all their money or that they don't deserve the money, 
why are you why are you trying to take money out of the players' pockets? They're the reason why the money. I'm not. Made. I'm not. But isn't that part of the negotiation? This is what they're negotiating. Yeah, oh, and they're the reason why the why the money's being made. Well, do you go? They're watch, they're signing a contract. They're getting employed. Go, the owners watch, are giving them an opportunity. See, I hate this because it sounds like I'm I'm defending but, the owners and but I'm not. Do you go and watch owners play baseball? Or you watch baseball players play baseball. I watch baseball players because of the owners. Oh, because of the owners. Correct. Okay. Okay. Uh, um, is that not true? Uh, I mean, no. they employ them. Who but who who pays entertainment uh, who pays players. DJ LeMayu to to make him a Yankee that I watch? Okay, but shouldn't DJ LeMayu get a cut of the pie? He does. Okay, so why aren't you? Why shouldn't the players get more revenue? They should. Shouldn't they get. Okay, so why are you telling me? I'm saying they need to both negotiate. Oh no, I'm talking about in general for what they do. For what they do, can have that argument in this in this context. Okay, so let's say let's say a billion dollars is coming in, right? I think it should be split seventy thirty or sixty forty to the owners because they're taking on the risk. They are the the owners of the team. The owners should get the majority of the revenue i'm not disagreeing with that because it's their business it's Correct. like any other business but when it's a when it's um when it's something when the revenue is driven by something on the field in in this scenario the owners are not really you know it's not like the owners are uh you know making widgets and that's how you're you're uh you're making the money by selling widgets, you know? Well, if you're, you're putting a product on the field, you know, if you don't, if the Yankees don't go out there, let's put it to you like this. If the Yankees don't put stars on the field, is everybody going to go and watch the Yankees? No, but let's say this then, if you're talking about performance and that's why the owners should give up more of the money than maybe, uh, than they want to, then why not? Why not put something in the agreement that, okay, if they if they don't want it to be as straightforward as like a 70-30 split or something, how about the owners are obligated to take X percentage of that revenue, of that extra influx of money, and put it towards bonuses for the players, performance bonuses? They have to allot X amount of that money towards incentivizing the players to perform. Players won't agree to it. And then, but but hold, hear me out for a second. If I told my employee I owned a business that he was just guaranteed, because the business did so well, he's guaranteed X amount more money, what's incentivizing him to work harder, to perform? Why not? Why not? You, you just said yourself, the only way the Yankees have people fill the seats is if you put stars on the field. Well, who's to say they don't sign a bunch of stars that, that are duds? It's happened before. So if that's the case, they can't guarantee success. Why not put something in the contracts where X amount of the money has to be allotted towards bonus performance bonuses for each player? Yeah, but you're putting you have to put a product on the field people want to see. Uh yeah. And and that's why it will incentivize them to be that product. No, nothing is per- nothing is perfect. You can't guarantee like, anything. Like, yeah, I'll, exactly. You can't guarantee that Carlos Correa comes here and he's a fucking all-star stud. All right, so don't fucking sign him then. <laughs> I hate you so much. 
I really do. Because that's what people are driving at. I'm making a great argument, and you just can't wrap your head around it. You make you give him three hundred million dollars, and what if he sucks? Okay, yeah. So give him two fifty and a fifty fifty million dollar incentivized performance bonus. And what do you think? What do you think he's going to say to you? If he tells me to go fuck myself, then clearly he's not driven to perform. Clearly, he just wants his guaranteed money. Wouldn't you? Uh, Sports, yeah, I would. Okay, so. What are you holding it against him for? I'm not holding anything against him. I think it's it's just a fair point to make. You're talking about the owners need to put stars on the field to make that money. Who's to say Carlos Correa is a star as a New York Yankee? Nothing. So pay him the fair market value of what he's asking for. And if they want that extra extra push on top of that money, you use that allotted uh, budget to incentivize him performance-wise. Okay. Don't just give so it to you're, him. So you're pro owners is what we're getting out of it. I'm not this. I'm not pro owners. I no, just, you're pro owners. I hate you, the you I hate the argument that just because they have money means that the players deserve something more from them. I think that okay. I think that That's the headline. Chris is pro owners. I think that things need to be adjusted. We could have eight hundred quote tweets against you today. Good. I'm trending. I'm trending. Look, I, I think that both the owners and the players share fault. I think both the owners and the players uh, have things that they are uh, right about. But also, you know, I look at it as as a business in the sense that, you know, the owners are assuming all the risk. They're, it's their business. They should make more money, obviously. But also, you know, in, in a perform in in a entertainment, I guess, um, business like professional baseball, you know, you have to you have to compensate for what your 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 uh, consumers are paying for, and that's the, and that's baseball, and that's the players. Players, players. So no, I don't think that the players are overpaid in terms of of what they do. You want to say, oh, you know, but a teacher only makes forty thousand dollars a year. Well, we're, they're not fucking teachers; they're baseball players. I agree with you on that. I agree. I can. I can. I can admit when I think you're making a more valid point than me. I, I agree. Maybe you're right. You can't. I couldn't. Not valid to use that argument. But at the end of the day, I also don't think that they're owed more without also performing. But they do perform. They're in the major leagues. Yeah. And and what I'm saying is... Would you, watch, would you watch Major League Baseball if tomorrow they said, all right, we're replacing all these players with double-A double A players? No. No, because the product wouldn't be as entertaining it right. would be less a lesser product agreed which is which is why i why i'm saying they do again, deserve a cut it all comes back down to the stubbornness of this they are not going to accept anything that is based on incentives. i have a question they, they will not it has to be a base and a guaranteed amount okay here here not agree to that here you go here's the fairest way to do it let's just say they decide that the players are going to get 30 percent of the revenue right okay mm-hmm now let's assume that uh, you know the Yankees get so few people in the seats 
that they actually are in the red this year. Okay. Do the players have to pay 30% of what was lost? No. No. They right? don't own they don't own the business. Exactly. So that's why revenue in my opinion should be done on a performance level because if they're performing then people are going to fill the seats. The revenue stream is why you're an owner to begin with, right? The revenue is because you're building a good business model. You're taking the risk that no one shows up and buys your jerseys and buys your hot dogs and buys your pretzels. And the players aren't the ones who've taken that risk. They're getting paid their contracts, their salaries. So revenue is because you built a good business. So if you're taking the risk and you want a cut of that pie, of what it means to take a risk of owning a business, then shouldn't you kind of be like a stockholder who also takes a risk, a 30% risk with the owner? Mm, I mean, it's, it's a fair, it's a fair thing to say. It's just, you know, it's a, it's kind of like, it's two different things. It's like the product being created by the owners and then the, 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 outcome of that product the players like maybe if you wanted to say that a a player's personal jersey makes x amount and they get a cut of it i'm cool with that because that's their that's their name which they do which they do so cool right but if i looked at my the owner of the business i work for and i get paid x amount a year and then i saw what the business profited from revenue and i said whoa I was the reason why you got all that revenue. I performed for you. If it wasn't for me, you wouldn't come near that revenue. I want a cut of that. Essentially, I'm asking to be an owner. I'm asking for for a cut of the revenue. Therefore, I should take in a part of that risk of if the business next year fails and goes in the red. Then shouldn't the owner look at me and say, hey, you didn't perform, dude. And I actually lost a million dollars you owe me 30% of what the business lost because you, you wanted to, to take it and have your pot, have your cake and eat it too. When we were in the green, right? So now you have to take the risk when we're in the red. That's what I'm saying. See, we keep thinking of it in baseball terms because it's talent on the field, but it applies to any business. No, it doesn't. Not in this context. Yes, it it does. No, you can't compare selling fucking cars to, to playing baseball. Why? Because it doesn't work that way. Without car salesmen, can, can a car dealership uh, survive if all the salesmen walked yeah. off the field? Off the, off yeah. the, out of the dealership? Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, the mechanical start selling cars. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Trust me, dude. I'm making a valid point. And it's just because we think the owners have so much money that they should just give up revenue share. They're taking on a risk also. They're, they're still so, paying guaranteed money to stars without knowing what that revenue is going to be for them the next year. They have, a, they have a solid idea based on TV contracts. Based on how the players perform, which is why it should be allotted in performance bonuses. Okay, so don't sign any contracts. Just you get a dollar for every home run you hit. No, I'm saying cents, keep, keep the market value the RBI. same. Give them their salary that they deserve. Give Carlos Correa $400 million. 
And then if you if you want to talk about cuts of the revenue, the owners should be obligated to give 30% to their players, but it doesn't have to be guaranteed money because it's not guaranteed revenue. So take that 30% and split it and allot it to certain players with certain performance bonuses where they'll get a cut of it. Done. Why wouldn't you just give them the money at the end of the year after profits are known? Oh, like a bonus? Like if you make the playoffs, like a bonus? They do that. They do that. So then what do you think? Year, what do you, hold on. What do you think? They get World Series bonuses because they like the nice shiny trophy that's in the thing? No, it's because they fucking made millions and millions of dollars more. They do get those bonuses. They do see so, a, a piece of so the pie. So if you're saying to give them 30%, they get their money after the money is already taken in for the year. It's not a risk at that point. What are you risking? The money's made. It's what if, what if you don't make any money? That's the owner's problem then, isn't okay, it? Okay, right. So why should they, if they're, if they're taking on all the risk of revenue, then why should the players not take on a risk if they want to cut of the pie? How many of these, you think these teams are losing money? I'm just, it's, it's just a fair business point. You went to school, you have a business degree now. If someone came up mm-hmm. to you as a business owner, if your employee came up to you and said, I want 30% of whatever revenue the business makes, wouldn't you sit there and look at them and say, okay, that makes you a uh, partial owner of the business. Then. You know what I would say? How many home runs did you hit last year? Exactly. And then you'd pay them based on performance. Thank you. Thank you very much for uh, proving my point. End of, end of argument. You just proved my point. They, they don't. They don't hit home runs in the real world. Uh, no, they sell things and and help you make that revenue. That's part of the value of an employee, or else you are wouldn't you, have them. All right. First of all, this is also things that are collectively bargained in unions. Okay. So if they brought if, if this was a union job and they wanted to come and and bargain that with me, I would sit down there and we would bargain something. And you'd say the same exact thing, pretty much. You'd say, I'm not giving up 30% of my business, which is AKA the revenue I make per year. If they're not going to also take on a risk, if I don't make anything, if I go in the red. All right. So you're pro owners. Just say it with the argument I'm making right now. You're pro. I am pro owner. Fuck the players. No, that's where you're absolutely wrong. No, that's what I think. There's, there's a lot of things that I'm pro player. It's the, the money argument. Make, it's the money you want argument the for to me. Make no money. I hate your guts. I really no, do. What you, no, this is what you're basically saying. No, I'm you saying pay to. Carlos Correa four hundred million, and then if there's going to be a negotiation with revenue, then you have to be fair to the owners too. That that's their business. It's a risk they take to to in order to get but that what, business. What, it, it, hold on, is four hundred million to Correa not a risk? That they're taking? Sure. So what? He just deserves 30% no matter what? He doesn't get 30%. No, no, no. I'm saying he deserves part of the 30% no matter what. He's part of... If that's what the... What if he bats bargain? 125 and he gets hurt all year? That's fucking... Oh, whatever. yeah. That sucks, right? It's just a risk on the owners. No big deal. They got the money. Bad businessman you are. How much, I thought you'd be a better much, businessman. First of all... How much money do you think these owners are losing? Huh? You think they're it losing money? It doesn't matter. It's With the principle. And billions, it's the principle. It's the principle. It in, is in TV contracts. It's the principle of it. You want to? You want to? You want to make an argument for higher salaries? Fine. I'm all. I'm all for the players then. But when we're talking about revenue, you got to perform if you want to see a bonus out of that out of that revenue stream. Okay. 
It's done. And you said it yourself. How many home runs did you hit me? AKA, how many cars did you sell me? Right? Same thing. You're, no, it's it's different. Mm. You're talking you're talking about two completely different things. Okay. Agree to disagree. All right. Goodbye. Okay, COVID brain. No, seriously, I hope you feel better, man. No, you don't. No, I really do. I don't like when you're sick. You, you want me to die so you can take over the show? <laughs> no, I don't. I honestly, I don't like. I don't like controlling the show. I really don't. It's not. It's definitely something that takes years of of experience to to get it down. Is Ryan, is Ryan here? Ryan's yeah, here. I'm just reading reading about. He's just uh, thinking about how the, right it was. what they're negotiating. How, well, right now, how right it? now, the what do you think the revenue share is between players and owners? I don't know. Five percent. It's about fifty percent. Oh my god! Are you fucking kidding? The, the player share is forty nine point three percent. So what are we All arguing? Right. All right. Well, I didn't know that. I mean, that's a little ridiculous. Oh my god! Seriously. Yeah, the MLB player share was in two thousand seven. The MLB player share was fifty one point six percent of overall revenue, compared to forty nine point three percent in twenty twenty one. The share position. The share of position players 30 or older has declined from 40.4% in 2004 to 29.9% in 2021. I don't know what that even means. I guess there's less so players. Not get, so they're not getting 50%? That's for players 30 or older. I don't even know what that would what that would even mean. Who knew? But, that? I mean, this, this says 49.3% was the player share for this year. So almost half. Wild. Wild. Well, that's probably why the, the owners are uh, fighting back. Yeah, I'd say so. See if I, I don't, I mean, that's crazy. You, you shouldn't be in a 50-50 split with your employees. That's, that's not being pro-owner. That's just. You're basically a partial owner at that point. Co-owner. Pretty much. But again, there's 30 owners in baseball, give or take. You know, you want to count minorities and uh, minority owners, you know, like guys that own partials. Like Jeter and... Uh, yeah, you know, parts of teams and shit. But, uh, and then there's how many players. So, I mean, the it might sound, it still might sound like a lot, but the pie is cut up a lot smaller for the players than it is the owners. So, I don't know. Whatever, we're beating a dead horse at this point. They they got three weeks, basically, to get their shit together. That's what it comes down to. Let's talk about the Yankees. What about them? We're already, well, um, we're an hour 20. We thought we were going to be a short show. Whatever. Damn. Well... That's why I ran this poll here. I thought we would need content. Um, we'll just we'll talk about this for a couple of minutes and get it over with. Which one of these disappointing Yankees from 2021 do you think will have the biggest bounce back in 2022? And the choices were Lemayu, Glaber, Joey Gallo, and Aaron Hicks. I I voted and I voted uh, DJ Lemayu for sure. I think it's the the least risk. 
um, to say DJ because he's just so good and underperformed so much last year that there's no way he doesn't bounce back to be back to normal and give us a, a year that he's, you know, leading the offense the way he normally does. I would, I, I would say Ga- I would go with Gallo just because I think he'll be more comfortable this year. I don't really think he had a terrible season last year, though. His on base was pretty high, so there was. It was that. terrible as it. He was terrible as a Yankee. Yeah, I mean, he was striking out a lot, and not getting on base as much. But I, you know, I see that you know his career. He's done such a good job at getting on base. So another year, more comfortable. Who was it? Who was the reporter that said he wasn't a good fit here because he fucking has Tourette's? That was uh, Clappish. Uh, yeah. Right? Idiot. Yeah, so yeah. hopefully, you know, hopefully he cures his Tourette's and then... <laughs> Are you cured? I think then... Could you stop having those twitches, yeah. please? All right, then he's ready. He's good to go. Um, um, I don't think... Uh, <clears throat> I think the easy answer is DJ LeMayu. Yeah. It, that's what I said. I mean, it's the least risk, right? You got you to gotta assume that. I mean, the Yankees are going to be in trouble if he's a two. What did he hit? Two, last year, 270? Yeah, he really, like, it, just taking it and comparing it to the league, he didn't have a terrible year, but comparing it to what we're used to at a DJ, I mean, he, he really underperformed. I mean, are you going to take it? Are you going to put... Um, you know, you're going to blame it all on the injury. Um, probably. I'm not going to blame it all on the injury. I think DJ. Look, if he if he had any significant point in the season that he was DJ LeMahieu and we weren't questioning it, and then maybe had an, the injury and just couldn't come through, it, get through it, then I'd attribute it to it. But you got to be telling me that he was truly playing with such discomfort all year and it took him that long to actually say something that that's why it, that's why he underperformed was because solely because of the injury. So he's, he's uh, a product of juice balls. Maybe he is. Maybe uh, we'll never know because we don't know what games uh, Manfred likes to give the juice balls to. I mean, we know for sure he juiced him in, in Iowa. Hell yeah. There's some balls that haven't fucking landed yet. You knew. I mean, come on. Like, you knew just just based on the sound alone that those balls were fucking juiced at the Field of Dreams game. (sighs) I mean, do you have any hope for Glaber Torres? No. Is he just... He's washed up? Yeah, I've given up on him, I think. And if I'm wrong, I'd be... Very happy to be wrong. So but at this point, I, I just don't think he deserves any type of optimism at this point. You, are you trading him? I would in a heartbeat for, for you know, for something that would eliminate another question mark on this team. I, I trade him in a heartbeat. I really you put do. him in a deal. You put him in a deal for Matt Olson. Yeah, because if you're going to tell me that the Yankees are getting a shortstop and Gio's your third baseman, where are you playing DJ? You know, you got to, they're going to want to open up second base anyway. So I would say, yeah, I mean, if the A's want them, take them. 
hard to give up on him. Days want to take him. I know what it's looked like the past couple of years, but you know, is that something Brian Cashman's going to want to be wrong about? That's the, always the issue with Brian Cashman. You know that. Yeah, well, he's got to put his ego aside and just say, I mean, I mean, Glaber Torres can't be what stops the Yankees from getting Matt Olson. I think we can all agree on that without any any debate. You know, if, if Glaber Torres was our, was our shortstop and the Yankees were committed to that and it was never a question of if he could play shortstop or not and and he had some pretty good years and he was just in a down, you know, a down year, then you maybe don't give up so soon. But because he's a second baseman and I have a gold glove second baseman sitting there just being moved around the infield the last few years that I could put there and get Matt Olson to fill another hole of where I have a question mark, I'm doing it all day. Doing it all day. You think Joey Gallo's washed up? No, not at all. I think Joey Gallo has a great year. I really do. Because because JT tweets us, maybe DJ, but only because the rest are done. <laughs> I don't know about that. Well, I put I didn't know who to put the fourth guy in, and I put Hicks here. Uh, just because, you know, you could have put a guy like Voight or even uh, Gio Urshela, but I don't know if it's fair to say something like that about Rochella and I didn't put Voight there because I don't want him on the team. So I don't want to think about him in that context. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think I don't want Hicks on the team either, but I don't think he's going anywhere. Hicks won't go anywhere, but I don't, I don't know if he's going to be a big player. I really don't. I don't think he's a big, big piece to this team. The problem is if Hicks is here, he's going to play. Well, that is a huge problem. Is he going to start the season? No, right? Or no, he will. I think he's healthy. Because he was playing winter in ball. winter ball, yeah. yeah That's so a problem. That's a problem to me. I mean, you what, can argue. Play, you can argue. Play winter ball? No, no, that he will, will start. You can argue that's just as big of a problem as Luke Voigt playing first. The only reason why it's not as comparable as it would seem is because there's available first basemen out there that are obviously much better than Luke Voigt. And at this point, uh, I don't know, could you name some available center fielders that would be better than than Hicks? Um, you could have got Marte. Yeah, I thought yeah, he got Starling. signed, though. He did, and I said you could have got him. Yeah, well, the Yankees were, were asleep at the wheel. Uh, but again, you know, Marte, what did he get? He got $80 million from the Mets. He's 33-year-old center fielder. I mean, again, I... I can't go see that's the type of thing I can't go crazy over. No, you're not going to go crazy over it because they're not at their comparable positions, at their respective positions, guys like Matt Olson, uh even Anthony Rizzo obviously or Freddie Freeman. I mean, if Freddie Freeman was on the table and available and you found out the Yankees just didn't even didn't even fucking pick up the phone, you'd be You'd be furious. 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 Uh, Joe, our friend at Time is Zomatic, he says, 
The only bounce back I expect from Hicks is when he bounces his ass out of the clubhouse back to the couch after he injures his <laughs> wrist in May. That's likely. It's definitely likely. Arby Beltran says when DJ is fully healthy, he's arguably the best hitter on the team. That's why it's crucial for him to stay healthy because he's the one we can all count on when it comes to bringing in runs without having to depend on the long ball. Good point. Uh, as for Joey Gallo, I mean, we never we never saw a Joey Gallo hot streak here. You know? No, but I, again, like Ryan said, he's coming in for a full season, be a little more comfortable, a little more settled. I think that Joey Gallo is a huge, huge piece to this lineup. I've been reading that uh, because the Yankees don't have a uh, legit leadoff guy that people are in favor of him being leadoff hitter. No. No. I like him like seven or eight. Yeah, I was going to say like six or seven. Like He's got to be in that lower part of the lineup. Yeah. Smarter Yankees. Well, who's going to lead off then? DJ. That's not a great option. Okay. You think it is? Yeah. Not after last year. No, but like I said, I'm also hopeful that he's going to bounce back. So, of course, he's my guy. And I'm not seeing anything else on that 50% thing. I can't really find anything to confirm it other than the 2020 covid restructuring deal uh, did have a 50 50 that, that wasn't what i saw though it was, some, it was something different but i just haven't seen i didn't see it in, well, we'll, look, we'll look into it next show if we have to correct ourselves but, um, the other leagues the other leagues do that though the nba and, and nfl both have a 50 50 split in the revenue between players between players and the owners it's all about the tv money mm-hmm are we done? My, all wife, about- my wife is fucking dying with COVID, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't your wife like doesn't like what's going on? I mean, what do you mean? Don't we all just have COVID at this point? I don't know. Ryan, do you have it? Nope. No, I, I did not. People, I, I might've caught like- it. I might've caught it from you two during this fucking podcast. I was going to wear my mask for you guys. Jesus. Yeah. I actually don't feel comfortable. With you two not wearing a mask. <laughs> do you know that's a thing? Yes. Yeah. Yes, I do. But, but people want people to wear masks on Zoom calls. Yeah. Did you see the email that one company was like, Miranda is very uncomfortable seeing people without a mask. So in our next Zoom meeting, you all have to wear masks. Okay. That might have been satire. No, no, it wasn't. He no, showed real, the email. I think it's someone said thing. it was from a really good satire account. Uh, no, it's... Well, this wrong. is not wrong. I saw an email. It had the email. It was real. <laughs> real news. Real news. Oh, now you definitely triggered somebody. Triggered. Oh. Triggered. All right. What do you want to do? Okay. You, uh, what are you bored? You just want to keep us around? You just yeah. you just want to look at us for the rest of the night? I've been fucking yeah. left the house since Monday of last okay. week. Do you have cabin okay. fever? You ever see that movie? Oh. Okay, great movie. Okay, yeah, uh, Ryder okay. Strong. Ryder okay. Strong. Okay. Okay, he played Sean. I spent the f- okay. <laughs> okay. I spent the first half 
of this fucking quarantine watching Judge Judy and TikTok videos. How many times did got, you yank? It doesn't work. A dozen, a dozen times. Is that, Here no, comes it doesn't. the judge. <laughs> is that a, is that a symptom? Yeah, it is. Is it? You didn't know about that? No, I gotta look that COVID up. COVID blanks. COVID blanks. Huh? It's called COVID dick. <laughs> COVID dick. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. And then I got tired of doing that. I was like, I'm wasting my life away over here. And then I basically watched the entire Sopran- I watched the Sopranos in like three days. I don't know what to do with myself. Time. Yeah. And I watched the fucking thirty first time, okay? All right, okay. dude. Fucking relax. All Maybe right. you do Sorry. need to go yank. Yeah, Jesus Christ. All right. Oh, thank God. Get over yourself. Okay. Tell me, tell me to kill myself. No, I said get over yourself. Okay, but you can do that though. Okay. No one's stopping you. Okay. RIP. RIP. <laughs> okay. Go out. Go, go jump out the window. Okay. Back out of this. All right, we'll let you go. Thank you for listening to episode 265. We are going to do trivia, although Chris and Ryan never came up with a bet last week. So We will, though. We're going to. I think it's going to come out as a poll I, this ice week. Ice bucket challenge live on the pod. Wow. Maybe. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not doing that. Maybe. Did you know that Lou Gehrig died of Lou Gehrig's disease? I did know that. Sad. <laughs> right. It's a sad thing. <sighs> Doctor, so, go uh, out to yourself. Yeah, he's he's still a thing. Absolutely. Interesting. All right. So, uh, <coughs> oh my god. Yeah. Cover your fucking mouth. I did, you cocksucker. <laughs> Are you afraid you're gonna get COVID through the Zoom? Yeah, if I feel tired and can't smell anything now. Imagine Ryan test positive in the morning. <laughs> he, blames, he blames me. For what? Test like, positive for what? <laughs> being a, being okay. a handsome devil. Mm, aw. You look cute, too. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. All right. So, uh, you know, this show sucked. If you listen to it, you're a better person than us. <laughs> but uh, we got through it. We thought this show was going to be 20 minutes. Probably, what? Uh, an hour and 40 whatever um some uh if you if you're if you have covid like i do and uh you needed some different entertainment you know there you go but hopefully you know we'll start getting on the men getting back to uh it just sucks it really sucks that we waited and waited and we were so excited to to join NYY News TV and have this new platform and you know you know it just hasn't worked out and so far this month uh I take a lot of the blame for that. I haven't been healthy and uh you know the shows have suffered from it and uh you know hopefully it hasn't hurt us in gaining a new following but uh you know it, it is what you know, it you know right what's gonna now, hurt so. us you know what's gonna hurt us your mother? The filibuster that you're fucking doing right now. Actually, he's sitting, so he can't do a filibuster. Yeah, it's true. Okay. Suck a dick. <laughs> oh, can, you're not allowed to say that, right? You can say whatever you want. It's free speech. Okay. Free speech. It's 
hate speech. But uh, yeah, so, you know, we just ask anybody that's new here just to continue to stick with us, man. We'll, we're going to get through this and uh, we'll be the NYYST team that everybody knows and loves. And, uh, you know, hopefully that'll start this Sunday. We'll do, you know, hopefully we'll finally do a trivia show and, uh, you know, we won't have to fill the show with nonsense because, uh, you know, the lockout will be over. We're looking forward to that as well. Hopefully that'll be coming soon, but, uh, please follow us on Twitter at NYYST underscore podcast. And, uh, thank you for your continued support of the show. Thank you for listening to episode 265 SGR. Go Yanks. First say goodbye. NYYST. This is New York. Yankee Sports Talk, yep. swinging for the fences, knock it out the park. This is New York, Yankee Sports Talk, Woo. Christian and Chris, of course, SGR. This is New York, Yankee Sports Talk, call me New York, Yankee Sports Talk. Record, rain and shine, grab your shades and umbrellas, NYYST, you're hanging with the fellas.